friends. Thank you for joining us for another episode of Fort Worth Roots. Fort Worth Roots is a podcast about our community's creators, and you can find us on all your favorite podcast platforms, whether that's iTunes, uh, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you're getting it, you can find us there. Just look for Fort Worth Roots on social media. It's the same. Fort Worth Roots can be found on Facebook, TikTok, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Quick shout out to our friends over at SquadSTX.com. SquadSTX is an overnight primitive camping, hiking, orienteering, and laser tag course for boys designed by U.S. Army infantry officers as an alternative to Boy Scouts. Find all that information at squadstx.com. This weekend's event out at River Oaks Spring Fest Car Show went off without a hitch. We had a great turnout, and I just have to say thank you to everybody that stopped by the Fort Worth Roots booth and gave us a little bit of encouragement. We had dozens of people that showed up, said, hey, we're listening to your show. We love it. Please don't stop, and uh, took pictures with us by the banner. Just very good moment for me. So thank you every single one of you that stopped by the booth and a big thank you to everybody that just came out to the event. The turnout, like I said, was incredible. Uh, Darren Houck, at the very end of the day, I got to run over to him after he'd passed out all the event trophies for the guys that brought guys and gals that brought out the uh, classic cars. Darren looked exhausted. He was smiling ear to ear. Uh, I'm not trying to say you looked bad, dude. You just needed a nap. So I hope you got that nap, a well-deserved one. Thank you to all the volunteers and everybody from every organization that made this possible. We're really looking forward to next year's event. I know there's going to be a number two because um, this one was such a success. We were blessed with some really incredible weather and uh, I think everybody had a great time. And from my vantage point, it went off without a hitch. I'm sure there's some things I didn't see. I know Mark Nobles was running around like a chicken with his head cut off. Uh, I had been looking for him since early morning and I didn't see him till about two o'clock and that dude was wore out. Everybody gave it 100%. Too many names for me to call them all out, but you were there, you know what you did, and I appreciate it, and everybody else does too. Thank you so much. Darren, let's start working on next year's event. (laughs) Wanted to give a quick shout out to Amplify 817. We mentioned it in this episode, and I'm really looking forward to doing an interview with one of the members of the the staff there at Amplify 817. It's part of the Fort Worth uh, Public Library, and you can go on here and... uh, just kind of see what they got going on this page. But the idea is highlighting uh, the musicians that are inside the Fort Worth area playing awesome music. People that have been selected out of their peers as some of the best artists in our area. So check that out. You can listen to their music uh, on this platform. And um, it's just a great way to get connected with our community. Again, that's amplify817.org. Quick advisory statement for this episode. At the very end of this, I tell my guests that this was an absolute dumpster fire. We were chasing rabbit trails, and (laughs) there was little to no direction here. All of those statements are true, and I wouldn't change it. I wouldn't have it any other way. And uh, But you do need to know that this one, out of every episode we've ever done, deserves an adult warning for language, dumb ideas that children should never hear, uh, lest they might try them them themselves, drug references, sexual content, and much, much more debaucherous stuff. But it was a great episode, very entertaining for me. Anyway, I hope it is for you. Uh, But I did want to uh, point out that I filtered through this and I edited out about 20 F-bombs. I left about 100 more in there. So, if there are any small children in the room, please uh, escort them out. Thank you. We mentioned a podcast that I guested on in this episode, hosted by uh, Jeffrey Lord. That's the Funky Town Podcast, and uh, this is a very music-heavy episode, I guess. But the Funky Town Podcast is 
always heavy on music. They play fresh stuff from local artists um, on every episode, and I think that Jeffrey Lord primarily is is in the uh, business of interviewing local artists um, as kind of his center. So check that out. If you enjoy the musicians that you hear on the Fort Worth Roots podcast, you're going to love the Funky Town podcast. Our guest today is the front man for the band Itchy Richie and the Burning Sensation. You can find their information at itchyrichie.com. Stay tuned to the very end of this episode. We're going to be playing a track from the band called The Risk at the very end of the episode. So stay tuned for that. I'll have all the links in the show notes so that you can see more information about our guest. That's enough out of me. Let's give it up for our guest today, Richard Keller. Thank y'all for being here. Let's start the show. Yeah, I got the tornado watch alert. I was like, cool, well, I'm going to go do a podcast. Tornado but, alert. Seriously? Yeah, just a watch. It's not. Probably ought to text Morgan. She was like, I'm going to go for a walk. I was like, okay. Now you're like, tornado. It's probably going to be fine. <laughs> More than likely, she'll be good. Uh, no, I mean, it doesn't look like it. I haven't looked at the radar. It doesn't look like it's going to hit for a bit. So. so my theory is if you've never been like exposed to a tornado, they're not real to you. Yeah, no, I agree. Because, like, for me, I've never experienced a tornado. Oh, yeah. So, like, whenever we get tornado warnings and shit, I, I, I just stay on the couch. I don't take any action or move to shelter. Yeah, so my wife makes fun of me for this because whenever there's a tornado warning, I'm immediately like, all right, like, I go, as soon as those sirens go off, we're getting in the closet. She's yeah. like, oh, why? I'm like, because I don't want to die. Yeah. Because when I was a kid... The big Mother's Day one. Because you grew up around here, right? I remember that. You remember the Mother's Day strip? It was like 92. Yeah. I wasn't around for it, but I remember the damage. I Well, so what happened What happened was we were at uh, we were at the movie theater in Garland for my mom's for Mother's Day. She uh-huh. wanted to go see a movie. And we're in the movie, and you can hear the storm outside. And that's how you know it's bad. <laughs> While the movie's going? While the movie's going, you Damn. hear Damn. That's pretty And rough. we were watching that movie, Dave. That's why I remember that movie. <laughs> Where Kevin Klein's the president. Yeah. He has to sub, you know, they find this dude that looks just like the president because the president has a heart attack. They're like, we need you to be the right. president. Wasn't it like uh, some kind of, wasn't he having an affair or something? He was having sex and had a heart attack? Yeah, it was something, yeah, it was something, something fishy like going that. on. Yeah. I was way too young to probably process something, that that's what was going on. Something morally compromising, yeah. yeah. Presidents <laughs> never do that. Um, it's actually all they do, I think. It, well, not this one. I'm pretty sure he just he's, takes naps. Yeah, poor guy. He's, I, he's too old to get in any kind of squirrely, yeah. rambunctious behavior. I, yeah, I mean, I feel bad for him. I, I, no one should be running the country that yeah. old. We're, we're not going to talk about no, politics. No, today. I don't want to. No. <laughs> but anyways, that big strip of uh, storms comes through, and I remember we were driving home on six thirty-five, and my dad points out the window, and goes, "That's a wall cloud." I'm like, "What's a wall cloud?" He goes, "Oh, that's what tornadoes come out of." And I was like <laughs> seven, so I was like, "Oh shit!" We get home. We lived out in Forney, and that was the one that took out Saxy and Wiley. Dang. Oh yeah, that like pretty much mm-hmm. leveled Saxy. Right. Well, there was one that hit in like the cotton field just north of my house or just south of my house, and that was as close as I got to a tornado. So ever since then, I've been like, oh, I take that shit seriously. Did you see the funnel? No, because my dad was paranoid, so he was yeah. all like, "Get in the closet." Yeah. <laughs> so I told you that I have a stupid huge backlog, which I'm mm-hmm. currently uh, 
today's episode, I was telling people like, I'm going to be banging out two a week, but don't I, you get used to it. I was listening to today's <laughs> on the way here. Yeah, man, I, I really liked today's episode. Uh, I, I I was a little irritated that I had to talk to you in person because I wanted to finish it. Right. I wanted to sit in my should car. We, should we wrap this up? So you Let's go. cut this. I'll go out to the car and finish it, and then we'll come back. I'm going to fold my hands and just wait here and stare at the wall until you get back. <laughs> that would be... I want you to post that whole video on YouTube of you just yeah staring off in the space and just me listening and going, oh, <laughs> Oh, oh, that's good. No, seriously, that was a good one. And before that, I was listening to you with uh, Jeffrey Lord. Yeah, yeah. Oh my God. So um, I, I was listening. That was the first one I listened to this morning. Uh, I've gotten better about listening to everybody's podcast lately. And uh, well, this one for sure because I'm in it. Well, yeah, right. So anyway, I'm listening to it, and I, I was so proud of how well that turned out. Like he he knows what he's doing, and he he's does. got a he's got a damn good show. He must have played. Five different tracks from five different artists. We're not. He had Joe. Well, and I, I was flipping through it too. So he did. He played Joe disclosure. Savage, Joe, Joe Gorgeous, which I'm not familiar with. I'm them. not either. He had Frenchie. Um, Frenchie was at the end. Yep. Man, that was that was, that was a badass track. Yeah, that was. Yeah, that finished hard. Um, I love Frenchie. Yeah, I'm, I'm always. I, of course, anybody that's been on the show, if they've got something, if I catch it, I try to share it. But he is. He's he's prolific about putting out. His schedule. He'll put his weekly schedule out like yeah. three, three times a week. So I started following him because I heard him on your show. Mm-hmm. And I'm just going like, fuck, I'm doing it wrong. This guy's He's crazy. Busy as shit. Busy. Yeah. Yeah. But it, so with, damn, we, we're good at chasing rabbit trails. <laughs> um, Frenchie is what I've talked to a few musicians that are like this. Carrie and Paul from Late to the Station, Frenchie, and then Matthew Broyles is really good about this too. But they, they set time in their schedule to like, call these different places and Frenchie will go anywhere. He'll go to Abilene. He was up in Grayford last weekend. <laughs> He'll play anywhere. And um so he's never not busy. Oh Matt and Matt's always playing something. Yeah. Because I've I've known I wouldn't say we're like buddies or friends. I've known him. He's a great y- guy. I love him to death. Y'all haven't built bunk beds yet. Not yet. It's coming. Okay. It's coming. Uh no Matthew power, no power Broyles, tool. if you're if you're listening to this, uh bunk bedtime is is afoot. No power tools. Um yeah, no power tools. We're gonna do it in the middle of the night and wake up our parents. Uh <laughs> no, but uh I've followed him for a while and that it's because I've I've had him he was supposed to be on a show with us when I did an E P release March of twenty twenty, which got cancelled for obvious reasons. Right. And uh I remember asking him for the show. He's like, let me look at my schedule. He was like, yeah, this is, I've got, you happen to have me this day. And I was like, that's lucky. But <laughs> he was telling everything else he had going on. I was like, yeah. holy shit. Yeah. I don't know how they keep up with it. Cause I mean, like me and like you, he's got a full-time job. So yeah, I don't know how he does it. And he's got a kid too. Like, and that's cause that's, that's my thing is I've got three kids. I'm managing those idiot schedules. I shouldn't call them <laughs> idiots. They're lovely people that are of my seed. <laughs> but they do uh they do drive me insane. Uh and I still love them, but yeah, no, and they're just we overschedule kids. That's that's another story. <laughs> we won't go down that rabbit hole. Well, uh, did you oh man, we really went on some rabbit trails. Did you even say the name of your album that you're releasing? I have not yet. <laughs> continuous vaudeville. That's say that again. Continuous vaudeville. Okay. So explanations? I will explain. So uh I was in a history class at T C C uh a long time ago and uh I, we were on the section about like 20s and 30s america 
like right between World War One and World War Two, uh-huh. and I remember seeing this sign that said "Continuous Vaudeville Five Cents." So what it was was a vaudeville show that literally went on all day, and you just paid like a a nickel or is, whatever. Just, is this a musician? Well, so uh, so vaudeville. So back in the day, pre movies, pre movies, kind of killed vaudeville before moving pictures, before the moving pictures, before talkies. You'd have vaudeville shows and these. And these acts would travel around. Vaudeville is the source of stand-up comedy, of sketch comedy. Uh, like So it would be like you'd have a big band act, and then you'd have dancers come out. And then you'd have a, a, the precursor to stand-up comedy, usually like a two-man, like who's on first. Like the, the early radio stuff came out of vaudeville, like Abbott and Costello and all that kind of, th- that kind of thing. Okay. Uh, the Marx Brothers were vaudeville acts before. Really? Yeah. So they transitioned into film, and that's how they got so popular. Uh but I liked the idea of because my music's so different from song to song. Mm-hmm. I was it like, is. it's like continuous vaudeville. You're going to get something different from each track. Each yeah. track's it could stand alone on its, as its own thing, but that's the only way I can bottle it up and put it in one. Yeah, no, that's that's a good way to describe your music because it is. It's 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 eclectic. It is, and it's getting <laughs> even more so. So I'm working on so. As you can see on my Bandcamp page. Yeah, I've got the band. If you're looking at the YouTube, I don't know if that camera's picking it up because the lighting's kind of weird. That's a beautiful picture of me at age 14. (laughs) We got itchyrichie.com on the the big TV. He's he's, uh, indicated to us the end now for something completely awkward album. Yes. Is it a single? No, that's an album. Uh, That's the one I put out uh, this time last year, which is pretty eclectic. It's got, that's kind of, more the direction I'm moving in. The the idea behind that one also was uh, I did a lot of collaborations on it. So it was a lot of stuff where I'd write the song and have someone else do vocals. Now, what's going on in this picture? Because, I mean, that is... <laughs> so what I'm looking at is a kid squeezing his head out of a doorway with his eyes. He's obviously been sleeping. And uh, yep, somebody's snapping a flash in his face. So this was a Polaroid, my friend Laura... <laughs> Uh, she found it and sent it to me, and I was like, "Dude, I'm using this as a record cover. It's too good not to." Uh, it's cropped, obviously, but she put the quote on the bottom of the Polaroid on the little white part, and it was a quote from me: "Oh, fuck off!" Because <laughs> this was like the summer after freshman year. I may have been 15. It was the summer after freshman year, and uh, Laura and Sarah, a couple of friends of mine from back then, <laughs> they liked to come over and just bug me. And I was nocturnal then. So, like, this was, like, 9 in the morning. I had gone to bed at, like, 5. So, they woke me up at 9 in the morning. Like, hey, we're going to go do stuff. I'm like, fuck off. <laughs> what you can't see is my Jinkos. But that oh. is a... Yeah. Did you have the boomers? The big ones? Yeah. They were pretty big. We were broke. So, I think... I, I don't know how I got them. Uh-huh. I think they were, like, a hand-me-down pair that somehow got to me. But uh, the Metallica Ride the Lightning shirt was from nice. Hot Topic. I had a pair of Jinkos, and they were definitely one of the cheaper ones. Yeah. But I'd, I had to beg and beg and beg and beg, and I finally yeah. got a pair. And I thought I was the coolest motherfucker around. Oh, dude, I wore those Jinkos. <laughs> I, I think the reason I had to get rid of them is, like, the ass wore out of them before anything else did. Well, most people wear the, uh, the legs out of them at the bottom on the hill. Yeah. I mean... But that was kind of cool because you got the like the right. the scruffy cuffs. Yeah, yeah. But I think like I wore the ass out of them somehow. <laughs> I don't know how. Uh, that was also kind of my Tom Green phase. So I was probably putting my butt on things and saying my bum is on the. Yeah, putting your bum on some shingles will eat through those pants <laughs> no really fast. Shit. 
Uh, yeah, Tom Green, dude. Have you seen him lately? Uh, yeah, I follow him on Instagram. I've got him on, I think, it's either Instagram or TikTok, and he did a video the other day. He said, hey, I'm Tom Green, and this is what I look like now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so. man, I loved Tom Green when I was a kid. My favorite bit of his still to this day, I still think it's one of the most brilliant bits of comedy, was he did, do uh, you remember Undercutter's Pizza? No. <laughs> He would follow around a pizza delivery driver, uh-huh. and they would pull over to deliver. He would go to the door right behind him with a tackle box, and a, like a, a pizza box was just like a, a pizza crust in it. And, there's, and they'd go like, how much is he charging you for that pizza? Oh, I, I can do it for cheaper. What is that? Is that a pepperoni? And he would just start throwing shit <laughs> off from the tackle box on it. He's like, here, $5. And the... The delivery driver's like, dude, what the fuck? Man? Like, <laughs> and the people that owned the house are just like, uh, we don't want to have to bake it. Like, what? We ordered pizza because we didn't want to cook. Like, what the fuck is going on? It's oh great. My God. He put all his stuff on YouTube, so look it up. Oh, is, it, is this a more recent thing? No, no. This no, was okay. from back, back in, the, in day, the day, but okay. he put he took all his old sketches from the, from the MTV show and the Canadian show and yeah. put them up on YouTube. Yeah, um, I remember that show, but the thing that stands out to me the most with uh, Tom Green is always going to be Freddy Got Fingered. That was the oh, yeah. weirdest, craziest, dumbest <laughs> goddamn movie ever. And I still, like, I'll still quote it sometimes. Like when oh, I, yeah. And my sister remembers it too, so I'll, I'll show up at the house and I'll just start playing the piano in the air like, <laughs> Emily, would you like some sausage? <laughs> you know, you remember that? He had... Yes. It was so crazy. Like, who thinks of this shit? He had wires attached to his fingers in an elaborate pulley system and they were he's playing the piano and when he did that the the wieners are hanging around the ceiling and or uh ridiculous the other night we were playing spades and i don't know i forgot why i said it i think one of my kids was like walking backwards i was like or the backwards man yeah backwards i did the backwards man oh my wife said something like in reverse order and so i started going i can go fast fast as you can the backwards man the backwards man and my wife's like what the fuck are you talking about and i'm like freddie got fingered and my friend greg was howling and i was just like see someone gets it yeah um that that was another skit entirely though wasn't it the backwards man yeah, it was the same movie, though. Yeah, yeah was, it was in the movie. It's him wearing a suit backwards in the mirror and just doing all these. Yeah. This. I think that was something that he had done previously and, and worked it into the movie. I'm um, sure. Anyway, whatever. <laughs> this is why our heads are so screwed up. Because of stuff like it's because of Tom Jackass, Green. Tom Green, South Park. Yeah, I mean, this is the stuff that made us. It is. <laughs> for better or for worse, mostly for worse. Like, uh, <laughs> when I took my daughter to see scream they had the trailer for jackass forever and i'm sitting there going we need to go see that my daughter's like why would we ever watch that and i'm like do you not understand how brilliant jackass is like have i have i failed you as a parent and not shit and then i was like no no you've done the right thing oh we're doing good yeah (laughs) she hasn't seen it because the last thing i need is to take her to the hospital because she thought it was funny to stick a bottle rocket up her ass yeah not good not good parents. she's got more sense than that because <laughs> Let's you know, hope. well girls are smarter than boys at that age <laughs> like they they are emotionally weird in terms of uh like they they have like trouble with emotional management there's a lot of feelings and stuff and they don't have context for it and you have to work mm-hmm. through that but i feel like with boys like had i had the first jackass movie came out any earlier I probably would have put a bottle rocket up my ass for, yeah. just because it was, I would have been like, hey, this is funny, right, guys? <laughs> well, 12 to 14, you're a, you're just automatically a pyro anyway, right? Yeah. If it's flammable, you're going to have to oh. test that out. Oh, yeah. Yeah. 
I think uh, from 12 to probably 16, no, none of us had eyebrows. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. Uh, where's my Roman candle scar? <laughs> yeah, I've got a Roman candle scar here from one blowing oh, yeah. up in my hand. Roman candle fights. Got yep. to get that out of your system. At least, yeah. At least once a year. It's this easy to get dry ice anymore, but used to, you could just get it at the grocery store. Not all grocery stores have it. So yeah. I have to know where to get it for work sometimes still. Yeah. And uh, some Kroger's have it sometimes so we uh i want to say this is either central market definitely has it like a fiesta texas or a lion mart oh yeah food anyway one of those abilene grocery stores oh yeah food lion we had one in uh, i'll I'll go ahead and throw cody's name out there cody halford from abilene texas got me uh into this we had a 55 gallon drum (laughs) that's already anytime you have a 55 gallon (laughs) drum something stupid's about to happen so we took we took like two giant bricks like, I don't know how much they weighed, maybe five, maybe 10 pounds a piece. They usually come in 10 pound bricks when they're Something fresh. Something like that. Yeah. yeah. So we get out to the lake and we unwrap this thing. We start breaking it up and shoving it down the bunghole, which is actually the technical yeah, name no, for that. Yeah. It's a bunghole. It is a bunghole. Anyway, <laughs> so I'm shoving this in the bunghole and uh, we, we get the cap screwed back on there and we just push it out to sea. Oh, you know, no. We're out, at, we're out at the lake, you know. And uh, now we were expecting it to just be, you know, fairly quick because we've played with dry ice before. Yeah. You put a little bit in a three liter, you got seconds, right? Yeah, you don't have long at all. So we're thinking, you know, 60 seconds max, this thing's going to explode. Well, it's too thick. And so it's holding the pressure and it's yeah. just kind of eking out the bunghole. And it's, me- is, was it a metal one? No, it was, was a plastic, plastic one. ones. Okay. Yeah. So, <laughs> but we watched this thing for probably 30 minutes going, oh shit. <laughs> Where's it gonna go, and what's it gonna do? Because it's it's of its own volition now. It's yeah. it's floating out on the lake, it's, and it's and it's out past the the break, so the tide's not bringing it in. Well, and we're in kind of a cove, and it's floating towards the neighboring <laughs> dock on the other side. So we're watching this thing like in absolute horror. Eventually, we're like, all right, nothing's gonna happen because it just you know if it was gonna happen, it would have happened, yeah. you know by. 30 minutes it, it would have, it would have happened at some point for so, sure. so the only thing we could come up with is the walls were too strong and it was getting out through the bunghole did you put any water in it i'm sure we did okay because that would help it because Co- down Co- faster cody was a scientist before he cooked his arm off he was uh <laughs> it's the same was, dude <laughs> yeah oh yeah yeah Co- cody was like he was the jackass Oh, and I that's was awesome. I was his jackass apprentice. I was down for <laughs> you didn't you were the guy you were like the uh, kind of what Johnny Knoxville does now because he's broken too many bones <laughs> where he'll put everyone else yeah. in peril and he just sits at the side and laughs. I was definitely the more cautious one, but I'm I mean God, dude, Cody would and so he had a camcorder and I wasn't involved in most of his dumbest shit. He actually. I'll just air out all his laundry now. Um, he he got in trouble one time for knocking over like a whole city block worth of mailboxes, and they caught him. And instead of prosecuting him like with criminal charges, they they just decided, okay, well you're going to fix every one of these mailboxes. Fair. I think that's yeah. Yeah. But you know, like one winter we were on the we were on I twenty, and they got the the big embankments that come off the the overpass, you know, yeah, on either yeah. side, the big concrete slides oh yeah well he had a barbie car i think it was his uh sisters whenever they were growing up or maybe it was his nieces i don't know but he's got this barbie car like a power wheels barbie car yeah and and you know an adult in one of those he doesn't fit like he's it's it's big enough for his ass to sit on and he gets on on the top yeah yeah 
and he gets on top of one of those embankments and just goes for it. And I don't know. We've got videos of and, some of the shit running around. And now he's a doctor of neuroscience. Ac- actually, <laughs> actually, now he's a cage fighter. <laughs> that tracks. <laughs> that tracks. I mean, that makes sense. I mean, you've got to be very uh, non-risk adverse yeah. to be a cage fighter. That's so right. if you're willing to Barbie car down an embankment on I-20, <laughs> you probably have what it takes to take a punch or two. I think so. Yeah. So I'm hoping all that works out well. Where did this all come from? Oh, Jackass Tom movies. Green. Tom yeah, Green. This is yeah. and yeah. So when is your album coming out? Tell me the name again. So it's Continuous Vaudeville. We, and we we went into that. We did. We that went over means. that. We we got some uh, some history, some entertainment history out a of little, that. A little bit, and then um, comes out May twentieth. May twentieth. Okay. May twenty first. We're having the album release show at Growl. Where's Growl? Don't tell me Denton. No. Okay. I mean, I shouldn't have said it so derisively. I love Denton. That sounded really... Like, it sounded like I was shitting on Denton, and I absolutely am not. Well, I, I have nothing against Denton, except I'm not driving all the way up there. That's well, I, don't, all. I don't blame you. I get that. I get that. You're halfway I, there, though. I know. I live in... It's like a, It's the same distance to get to here as it is to get to Denton. Yeah. From my house. So, uh, no, it's in uh, Arlington. Oh, okay. It's not bad. It's like kind of downtown Arlington. Uh, the back of it... So, it shares space with division brewery okay so you walk through it's a record store you walk through there they have an outdoor stage and then they have the brewery back there how long has this record store been around uh a few years uh well no the record store itself's newer okay so division's been around i want to say since like 2017 2018 yeah and i think 2019 don't quote me on any of this i think that's about when growl opened up um because division would put on shows because that was the cool thing about Division is they paid everyone in beer. <laughs> and I never got a show there. Risky. Well, I mean, I think you get like two or three free beers, but still. They've got they've got some they got some knockouts on that list. Um yeah, I don't mess with those. You're talking about those like Imperial Stouts and IPAs, the your, 14 your thing? percenters. I mean, this is an IPA and it's not that strong. What is this? Seven percent? That's not bad. No, not bad. But uh yeah, growl uh there, it's just a really cool place to play. Uh, we're playing with uh, King Booty Disco, which a interesting great name. Yeah, right off the right off the bat, um, the Sewing Jar, which is actually members of my old band, the WYSIWYGs. It's not my old band; it's a band I was a part of. Are you guys getting these names? Uh, man, well, the, we came up with the WYSIWYGs because so WYSIWYG is an old uh, it's an old computer term. For what you see is what you get. So it was back when desktop <laughs> publishing first started. Uh-huh. It was the idea of whatever you see on the computer is what will print out. Okay. So what you see is what you get. Because there was a time in computing when that did not happen. You would make something here, and it would look stupid over here, or vice versa. Like the aspect ratio. Yeah, there just there wasn't, you know. Cause well, it wasn't quite WYSIWYG. Not quite WYSIWYG. So, <laughs> so we went with WYSIWYG because... What you see is what you get. Because we were a keyboard player, bass player, me, a uh, drummer, and a trumpet player. Have you been getting the spam text messages for random shit like you used to with emails? Dude, I get it all the time. Are you kidding me? This one was for a skin cream. I got one for <laughs> weed the other day. <laughs> Wait a minute. Let's talk about this weed one. Is this appropriate for Texas? Is it that kind of weed? It's CBD, so... You know, if it has, uh, if it's under a certain THC level... There was a farm bill passed about a year and a half, two years ago. Yeah, but it's such little THC, it's not, it's not worth it. Here's the thing you're not understanding, though. 
the machine that they have to use to determine how much THC is in some of this, uh, there's only like two counties in Texas that have it. Oh. So in order for them to do that, they have to package this up, they have to send it to the appropriate county, and it's got to wait until they have time to test it. So depending on what county you're in, now if it's one of those... THC pens or something like that. Oh, they bust you for that's a that's yeah, a felony. Fucked. Yeah, that is a felony. Um, but I'm just wondering how they're getting around this. I read a whole article on this whenever that farm bill passed, and they were well, talking about the machines. Yeah, but when it, so if they find a bag of uh, flour on you or or bud or whatever you call it, and they don't know what it is, it's just that they can smell it and then go, "This is marijuana." But they can't charge you with anything until they run it through that machine because of this pesky little bill they passed two years ago so that people can grow hemp and make products and whatnot, which yeah. is pretty pretty damn fair. That's that's cool that they did that. But now there's this big problem where they're like, well, we don't know how much THC is in it. Well, and then so there's the other thing that they're skirting around that law is so there's been a proliferation, at least in North Fort Worth, and I'm sure everywhere. I've noticed it kind of all over of all these like vape shops opening up, right? Mm-hmm. Like smoke yeah, shops. They're everywhere. Which is, well, but like we're talking like old school head shops. Like yeah. remember back in the day, there was like two. There was like uh, gas the pipe? gas pipe. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Not that I've ever been to that place. Well, they played the damn commercial it, every pipe. other. Gas pipe. Yeah. Yeah, and I, well, the funny place, funny thing about that place was Dallas County for a long time had a very archaic law that you weren't allowed to call dildos dildos. Okay. Yeah, you would get arrested for calling it a dildo. So they weren't allowed to sell dildos, so you had to call them cake toppers. Which, <laughs> which, in my young mind, when I heard that rule, brought forth a lot of interesting visuals of how what? that worked. Uh, what? Right. No. So one of my friend's favorite pastime was to go into <laughs> gas, uh, go into the gas pipe and loudly say, "Hey, look at that dildo over there!" and try to get us kicked out. Oh yeah, it worked every time. They'll but, get you out of there. Yeah, you're not allowed to call them bongs either. Yeah, bongs. But, you're not allowed to say anything related to weed no. or, or 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 apparently uh, toys for individual pleasure either. Uh, <laughs> but anyways, uh, so there's like all these shops coming up. And they sell all this stuff like they sell this Delta 8 and Delta 9 uh-huh. and all these different Delta things. And I'm like, so what's the difference between this and weed? And they're like, eh, it's basically weed. I'm like, why do we have rules? Like, yeah. we're just figuring out our ways around them. What are these rules? Yeah. Like, what's the point? Well, so the House uh, last week I saw uh, that. approved a bill. It, it just barely passed um, legal or decriminalizing marijuana it, or at least descheduling it. Something. Big decriminal. I didn't read the whole thing. I think I saw decriminalization, which is at that point it's it's legal. Well, sort the, of the 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 big difference, or or the 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 place where it makes the most impact is going to be with the banks. Yeah, because now that it's decriminalized, now these they could take all that money that they, Colorado and California has to literally keep in dry storage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but not only that, now these uh, outside companies like uh, Tilray and uh, Canopy, these Canadian companies, these German companies, they can start banking through the New York Stock Exchange. And since they're not in any kind of federal, uh, since they're not breaking any federal laws, they can now sell their product, I believe, to the states where it's legal. Yeah. So that would be good Yeah. for my bank account because I bought a bunch of that stock 
Oh. <laughs> and whenever whenever uh, Biden got elected, I'm like, oh, this is it. I'm rich. <laughs> and then the stock tanked because Biden didn't do what everybody thought he was going to do. Well, uh, that's, the, that's the other problem is uh, these things take time. Like, yeah. He, yeah, but they keep voting against it. So, Well, there's but, that too. But. So we, we made it past House. Now we just got to make it past Senate. But everybody's going, it ain't going to pass Senate. That's what I keep hearing too. So, but, oh, well, we'll try again in six months. Whatever. <laughs> it's... It's, it, for me, it's a financial thing. Like I, I've just been playing with this since like 2018. That that's the part I've not understood. Uh, not to, I'm not going to point fingers at any sides. Here. Right, right. But if we're just looking at the financial part of it, why the fuck haven't we just done it? Like, there's gold in the Nar Hills. Let's, we yeah. should start mining it. Like, yeah. you're just letting it go to these weird dark places, and you could, everyone could have a piece. Yeah. It, it's really, it's screwy. It's, it doesn't make sense. So you know there's something. There's something that's keeping our politicians from pulling the trigger. And it's not the populace. The the people, anytime there's a poll done, it's like 80%. Most people don't even care anymore. There's a lot of that. It's either I'm neutral or I'm for, I, it. I'm for it. Yeah. And that adds up to like 80%. And yeah. then and then pro is like 60. You know, yeah. any, anytime they do a poll. So... It's not it's not because of general consensus, no. you know? And so, anyway, but yeah, I'll never be able to smoke it because I've got a CDL, so I, oh, yeah. I wouldn't be able to imbibe, you know? So, you're not doing this as a... Yeah, so it, it's a purely financial thing for you. Well, not only that, but it's the right thing to do. Plus, well, that, when you just stop l- locking up people for shit you can grow out of the ground, it doesn't make any sense. I say, I, I'm sorry, I say, me. no, no, I'm not going to fight you because... <laughs> Because if we're going to lock up people for that, I think we should lock up people for growing corn. Because that doesn't digest, and it comes out in your shit. And I think that's the devil's thats the devil's work. That's the devil's lettuce? It's the devil's corn. <laughs> it's not, it, it, corn is a work of the devil. If your body, if it goes through your body and looks the same, that, that's unholy. There's a few vegetables like that. We don't have to go into this. You sure? This nah, sounds like nah, a good nah, rabbit nah, hole to go nah, down. I don't think we want to go down this hole. <laughs> sounds like we went through it already yeah. <laughs> and came in out and came out the other side looking like the room uh, oh nice nice tried, call back tried to, tried to tie it in there nice call back <laughs> but uh oh so one of the things i am excited about for my show uh we had this guy sam bass that's playing at the show what name has come up recently it has yeah we're from i don't know okay we were talking about sam bass maybe was it me and you uh, I don't think Maybe so. Maybe Jeff Lord mentioned it when we were talking on his podcast. I don't remember hearing about that, but so I don't Sam, know. Sam Bass is a Dallas guy, okay. and I found him randomly on uh, Facebook. He posted it in either one of the DFW. Either well, that may have been where you heard from him. Okay, in one of the millions of of music groups. There's so many names, dude. I can't DFW keep up. Music Network, DFW Music Network Plus, or whatever. Okay. variation of that i can't keep up i can't either and it sucks because every time i try posting a show i'm like i'm not fuck i'm not posting in 20 groups the same thing because then i see it in my feed i'm like i'm the only person i'm reaching with this yeah like well and it really so i'm starting with this i'm gonna start going out and i'm gonna start actively engaging our community because social media is not where it's at dude you nope you, you can tell me all your little tricks and hashtags to use and well did you try this try that i'm i don't know there are some people that are able to break through that wall and figure out a way to work with the algorithms one thing i do know 
for sure is that the algorithm changes. So if I learn how to use this process today, three months from now, it is completely useless. Yeah. So anyway, I am not going to try to reach a new audience through social media. I am going to continue to post stuff. Do it, well, but do it organically. But I, I want to get out there and start talking to people. That's that's the that's, only way to do it. It really is. That was the So we just played uh, Deep Ellum Arts Festival Friday, and that was... I saw that. That was uh, one of my... Today, whenever I was looking through your stuff. That was one of my favorite shows that we've played, because that's what I've always... That's the hardest gig to get, is a gig in front of a bunch of strangers. Yeah. Stuff like that. And then stuff like, dude, the more I dig into Amplify 817, that is hands down the best way for an artist to get recognized. It it really is. That is a great platform. It is. And everybody knows about it, right? Like all the musicians know about it. I would hope so at this point. So we need to make sure the people that listen to music other than the musicians know about it. Yes. Well, because I've dived into there a couple of times just to check out because... Yeah, I got three kids. I don't get out much. Like I stay in my little office and I make my little tunes. <laughs> and uh, got a badass studio. By the way, we were supposed to do this at your studio. We were. Damn, we it. were. Sorry. Next time. All next right. time. I did just well, and it's been a fucking shit show in that studio lately. <laughs> it's just been stacks of bullshit. <laughs> this place was a disaster. Five uh, minutes before you walked in. <laughs> oh, dude, my my wife yesterday was like, she was like, yeah. We're not doing anything today. You think you want to clean your office? I was like, I don't want to, but it needs to happen. Yeah. <laughs> so I better go do it. So I picked it up a lot. It's a lot better. And hopefully I keep it that way for 15 minutes. That's the problem is I start recording and then I'll pull a guitar down, start yeah. using it, put it to the side because I know I'm going to need it again. Yeah. And then all of a sudden I've like, there's this pile of bullshit because I have an L-shaped desk. So... <laughs> Like, there's a semicircle of bullshit behind me of cables yeah. and guitars, and then, like, where I've written lyrics and said, Oh, those fucking blow, and just <laughs> throw those to the side, and then pads of paper. And then I'm like, I come out and I'm like, I'm too tired of this. I'm going to bed. Yeah. It's two in the morning. I do the same thing, man. I'll be sitting here. I'll, you know, I've got the roadcaster out. Usually that laptop is sitting right here, and this is just, there's just shit everywhere. Yep. And then I'm, you know, four hours just editing and trimming and cutting and yep. this is over here and I'll I'll do a recording and see how that sounded and put that on take it out yep. yeah and then it's two in the morning and going to bed yep. <laughs> and then the next day you come in and they you go, go oh, oh damn <laughs> we got raccoons again Linda <laughs> <laughs> I don't know yeah no um, where were we going with the I have weather? no idea we did this last time too. yeah we did a few yeah. times uh, <laughs> well but oh uh, backtrack amplify 817 because yeah, i don't get yeah. out much mm-hmm. and so i will listen to that just to hear like new shit that's going on around here like because i you know i know some stuff just like i probably wouldn't know about uncle toasty if it wasn't for the fact that i've been recording at cloudland mm-hmm. and that's joe Where's tacky's cloudland? band uh it's like in the warehouse district okay i'm not going to give an address it's, okay it's a top secret location Got it. but uh you just don't remember do you I actually do. No. <laughs> but now that you said it, I could probably actually recite the address because I'm always like putting it in my GPS. It's okay, don't do it. Started recording with him, and uh, he's like, Yeah, I got this new thing, Uncle Toasty. And then, like, right before, I think, yeah, the weekend we did our first session was their first show. And it was like the most packed mass had been ever. And, and like, they had fog machines and shit. So he comes in, and he's all like, Oh, sorry, man. Uh, fog machines all night. My voice is just fucked up. And I'm just like, Oh, oh. no. I'm like, that's cool man like you're not recording vocals you're good <laughs> but it was funny it was, it was just like 
I didn't have a concept of how big Uncle Toasty was going to be, and he started showing me pictures, and I was like, oh my god, that's a surprise the fucking fire marshal wasn't out shutting that one down. <laughs> it was assholes to elbows. Like, I've never seen Mass that packed. Not everybody, but just about everybody that's been on the show plays at Mass, not regularly, but yeah. has or is going to, so um, I need to get back out there, and uh, I was just talking to either Jeffrey about it or... Yeah, you were but, talking to Jeffrey about it. <laughs> that's so funny. Can't confirm. You're like, I was listening to you talk to Jeffrey about it five minutes ago. Yeah. Literally, literally like two hours ago, I was listening to you talk to Jeffrey about a lot of things. That's correct. Uh, <laughs> I, I actually messaged him, too, because I've been trying to get on that show. So I was like, hey, man, I'm going to go see Andrew. Just listen to y'all. Yeah. Yeah, he's a good dude. He and, is. Uh, I, I find a lot of similarities in, in some of these guys around here. Like um, Jeffrey Lord is one of them. Uh, just hung out with a dude named Sam. He's got a podcast called The Failed Podcast. Really? And uh, he had another podcast, and he did like 100 episodes with it. And uh, anyway, he decided to cut that one loose. He might use it, might not. But now he's working on this new one called The Failed uh, Podcast. And anyway, I'm just finding these similarities with these guys. Like he was showing me his setup on his computer for how he does his post-edit stuff. And I was like... I'm set up just like like the way he has his files yeah. arranged, where he keeps his shit, and he, he uses a roadcaster too. So I'm like, should we build bunk beds? You know? <laughs> Did we just become best friends? We're best friends now. Um, and then talking to to Jeffrey, I'm like, man, this this guy's. I just, it, it's almost like we're sharing a head. Like we're yeah. thinking the same. We we got the same frequency going. Well, that's what I thought was hilarious too. When y'all are talking about how he was like watching you and being like, dude getting my guys is he in my house and i was like <laughs> because for like the last two or three weeks he like he had joe guzman on mm-hmm. and then you had him on and i was yeah. just like and they think they dropped within a week of each other so on my stitcher they it said joe guzman twice i was like what <laughs> so i think it was uh no okay so anyway that so we're, what we're talking about there are people listening to this uh jeffrey oh, lord has a show people, called sorry <laughs> jeffrey lord has a show called the funky town podcast right yeah that's what it's called and um that that's the the show that i was on uh i think friday or saturday and he just released it today so that's mm-hmm. the one that we're talking about i think he has it on all platforms but uh that was i can't remember what episode for him but he's been doing it for he's three, been doing three it. years now something like that i don't like he took a little bit of a break so i don't know what well, episode so he i was listening to it before he took a break and then when he took a break uh Broyles had a podcast for a while yeah. that he did once a month called The Barbershop. Mm-hmm. And then Trista had a show also called Articulation mm-hmm. because she had uh, Matt Sachs from Grackle on there. Yeah. Because that's part of the reason I listened to it. I know Trista through uh, through Matt. Yeah. And then um, Matt Sachs, who runs Grackle, I know him from, I've played a couple of shows at Grackle. Uh, I actually had my art up there at one point. That was pretty cool. I never Where, expected Where's Grackle? It is like in, I want to say historic. It's like off of Hewlin and 30 ish. And it's what? It's in a neighborhood. It's uh, it's an art gallery. Oh, okay. But it's an art gallery slash performance space. They have uh, they have touring acts. They have a lot of interesting stuff come through. Kevin Allison, who plays guitar for uh, Daryl Sellers and the Turners, does all the music over Which there. street did you say? Uh, did you say Hewlin? It's off of Hewlin and like. Off of 30 in Hewlin? Yeah. Right, ish. Like the school? Is there a school right there? No, it's in like a neighbor. It's like maybe it's not Healing, maybe it's the exit before, but it's like when you exit and go north, it's in a neighborhood. Oh, okay. So it's amongst a bunch of houses. Because if you take a right at that intersection at Hewlin and 30, 
There's a pizza place called Zoli's. I heard you talking about Zoli's. Damn, dude. Damn. I, and that, as, is a, that is a good slice of pizza. As someone that is a connoisseur of pizza, because I sell pizza dough for a living, uh-huh. I heard that, and I was like, you to check that <laughs> yeah. out. It's worth it. It's I can a cool little place. that as research. Yeah, it's a cool little place, man. Well, that, and you know, I could sell them some cauliflower crust. No big deal. Oh, vegan, huh? Oh, no, ours isn't vegan. No? We make a vegan one, but I've yet to sell it, because... I don't know if you know this, but we live in Texas. And mm-hmm. if you say vegan too loud, you get hit with something real hard. <laughs> in fact, I'm worried that people are coming for us now that we've both said it. Yeah, on a recording, no less. <laughs> oh, God. We're on record now. Ken Scott said he was a, a vegan for 25 years. Yeah. Dude. I, you know what? I could do it if I wanted to. But why? Because I, I, I don't want to torture myself. You only get one life as far as I know. No, that's what I'm saying. Like, why so, the hell would you do that? Like, 25 years? I get I get the uh, the ethical argument for it, and I I get the health. But here's the deal. Um, I'm going to die of something, be it old age uh-huh. or me being a dipshit or whatever. Or eating too much bacon. If that's how I go. If that's how the Lord takes me. If that's how the <laughs> Lord takes me, then by God, here I come. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, that's that's my thing is like, eh, I'm just going to eat meat because I, I like it. I did it for a month because I wanted to see what staggering health benefits might come out of it. And to be fair, I did not do it right. There's food prep. There's a lot of things you oh, need yeah. to do in order to be ready for this. And I, where I was at in my life, I didn't have access to a kitchen, so um, was not cooking a lot. A lot of Chipotle, huh? A lot of Chipotle. Uh, I found that place, I can't remember now but it's an all vegan restaurant i mean there's spiral is, diner that's it dude when i found that i was there twice a week well, it was so good well they do it really well they do yeah like real well anyway at the end of my because i was like i'm gonna do this for 30 days and see where i'm at i gained 10 pounds really i did wow not in a good way <laughs> i was like holy shit it's all in my pointer finger how did that happen <laughs> yeah. uh no uh yeah, I have nothing against veganism in general, uh, but yeah, it's just it's not for me. I just I don't know. I try to I try to eat like a plant based meal every once in a while. I eat a lot of beans. I like beans. That's the thing, though. There's just repercussions for eating beans. Sure, sure. Especially I if mean, you're married or in a relationship. I'm not going to you're in another room. <laughs> I'm not going to turn my nose up at a good plate of food. You know, just because right. somebody's like, "Oh, it's vegan. You can't eat that." <laughs> yeah, somebody uh, will say that in Texas. You know. Yeah, you can't eat that. That's what we feed the rabbits. I ain't got no meat on it now. Now, yeah, come on. <laughs> well, that's what we give the cow. The cow's the vegan. You don't, you eat the cow. Um. So I don't know. Maybe I'll give another shot to it and and try to do it the right way one time. But I I would like to yeah try it. Give it a good shot. Well, for, we, for a month, try it again. My company's moving towards like selling a lot more plant based stuff. Yeah. So we do like the cauliflower crust. We do some vegan stuff, but we just came out with like a vegan ice cream. They Does just it taste good. They just sent us samples of it. it's oat milk based. It's pretty I'm good. Sorry, it made my stomach turn just now. The vanilla one's the only one that kind of has an oatmeal aftertaste. The chocolate one doesn't. The chocolate covers it up. It's got well. enough artificial flavor in it to hide it. It's all naturally flavored. Thank sure, you. Sure. It, it is. <laughs> but you know, you know when you read natural flavors on something, you know what that is? I know what natural vanilla is now. Well, it's a bean. Oh, what am I thinking of? What's the extract out of a like a 
That's what natural flavor. That's what out of a beaver's asshole. Is that that's that's what natural flavors are? Because it's natural. Because it came from a natural asshole. It's not a lab grown asshole. And what flavor is that? Any I flavor? I don't. Yeah, All natural anytime, flavors. Anytime it just says natural flavors <laughs> generically, yes, that gets where they get it from. It's I, a beaver. It's a beaver asshole. I was thinking of a platypus laying on its back, like take me but i guess it was a beaver <laughs> platypus asshole uh, that's gonna be the new culinary trend is platypus anus you know this really fort worth roots has spiraled out of control today we are you know we're at the bottom of the barrel talking about platypus anuses well you know you just had that uplifting episode about adoption and it was beautiful and heartbreaking and a wonderful and then I show up, and I'm like, no, I got to take this guy down a couple of pegs. All right, Itchy Richie. So, new album. Tell me the name again. Continuous Vaudeville. Right. And that's going to be May, what did you say? May 20th. 20th. Okay. May 21st will be the album release show with The Sewing Jar, Sam Bass, and King Booty Disco. That's at Growl and Arlington. That's the best name out of all the ones you just listed. Well, other than Itchy Richie and the that, Brandon Sensations. You can't, true. can't be smirched the good a name. A hard second. It's a hard second, yes. <laughs> a very close second. And, um, yeah, so hopefully by then I'll have the website up. I'll have T-shirts. Okay. I'll have – I already have stickers. The CD will be there with the download code. And then uh, also just booked a show in Jul- yeah, July at Howling Mutt in Denton, which uh, I don't expect you to be there because, oh, I don't drive to Denton. But Maybe, uh, maybe we could carpool. That's fine. I need a roadie. <laughs> I'll come. Ki- I'll come pick you up. I have no problem with that. Uh, but uh, I'm getting the lineup for that one. Hopefully, I'm hoping to have. Have you heard of vanilla and pepper? There's an extract joke here. There is. Tell but me. It, tell me more. <laughs> they're uh, they're a Dallas group. Uh, they're kind of a pop rock thing. They're okay. really good. They just played. Uh, they played. I missed them. I'm really sad that I missed them because they played like right after us at Deep Ellum Arts Festival at the stage across from us so Mm -hmm. I was already unloading and by the time I had all my stuff situated I was like oh uh, they've got one song and by the time I get down there they'll be done because I want to make sure people can go get the real episode it's episode 40 Richard Keller joins us for episode 40 and that's when we actually talked about his art and being in a band and Interesting stuff about his band, Itchy Richie and the Burning Sensations. This episode was just a beautiful dumpster fire of commentary (laughs) between the two of us, and I wouldn't have it any other way. (laughs) But thank you. Oh, no problem. Anytime you need to talk about Palatipus Anus, I'm your man. (laughs) Take me. (laughs) Awesome. All right. Well, um, anything else before we get out of here? Where do you want people to find you? Uh, ItchyRitchie.com. Uh, about to launch the new site on that also so that'll be awesome hopefully i mean i'm designing the site so it may suck who knows tell me it's gonna be great you can, I'll, I'll let you you can tell me like hey this site blows fix it and i'll be like all right my website's pretty weak so if i tell you it sucks you know it sucks i like your website though it's very basic well but does it get the job done it does it gets that, the job done. that's what i'm saying that's all that matters <laughs> that's all that matters to me that's all i, I mean if, if it were up to me it would just be Oh, maybe I can do this. <laughs> Holy We're giving shit. them great ideas. <laughs> Fort Worth Roots, thank y'all for listening, and we will see you next week. All right, let's start with the apologies. Any platypuses that listened to this recording and were offended, I'd like to offer up my most sincere apologies. My God, Richard, 
what did we do to these listeners? Um, well, it's done now. <laughs> Richard, thank you for being on the show. Uh, that's, I think, all the apologies. I hope there were no young children in the room whenever this uh, was, was being played. Shout out to our friends over at squadstx.com. Go check them out. Uh, get your boys outside. That's the point of that whole thing. So, uh, very cool dude. I've hung out with him a few times, and he's he's got a good mission. So, just go check out squadstx.com. Get your boys outside. You can find Itchy Richie and the Burning Sensations by going to itchyrichie.com. Uh, the continuous... Vandeville Vondeville album release party Saturday May 21st at 7 o'clock Growl is located in Arlington Texas go check out Itchy Richie and the Burning Sensations it's going to be a great event you know you don't want to miss it more stuff in the show notes uh, again thank you for everybody's effort on the show this or the, the event this weekend it went off without a hitch it was great looking forward to next year's event Darren hope you got that nap good job brother all right Itchy Richie, burning, or itchyrichie.com. We said that. And uh, here comes The Risk by our friend Richard Keller in Itchy Richie and the Burning Sensations. I will see y'all next Thursday. Thank you for being here. Bye-bye.